Welcome to the Carnivore Cast, a podcast focused on the carnivore diet and lifestyle, with practical advice from successful carnivores, citizen scientists, and top researchers. I'm your host, Scott Meslinski, and I'm here to speak with experts and experienced carnivores to get answers to your biggest and meatiest questions while helping you live your best life as a carnivore. So I'm excited to announce this new sponsor, and this one is for people like me who may be curious about your levels of certain nutrients and minerals. We know on a carnivore diet that the requirements for certain minerals and nutrients are different than the recommended daily amounts, and we also know that we aren't getting as much of certain minerals and nutrients. So how can you know if you're getting enough, and more importantly, if you're absorbing those things? If you're taking, for instance, vitamin D or magnesium, You may want to know whether the supplement is actually doing anything, or you may just want to know how much of certain vitamins you're getting through your food. So what's one way to accurately test all of this? In this case, I'm talking about Upgraded Formulas, Upgraded Hair Test Kit, and their consultation. And I had Barton Scott on, the founder of Upgraded Formulas, to talk about this. He's fantastic. And their minerals can really help you absorb things that can vanquish those hidden deficiencies that may be affecting your thyroid, your adrenal, or other things. So check out the test and consultation at UpgradedFormulas.com and save 15% on your first purchase with the code CARNIVORE15 at checkout. Thanks and enjoy the show. Cherish at keto to carnivore.mama is a carnivore keto coach, recovering yo-yo dieter, and has used carnivore to improve her mood, hormones, stress, gut health, energy, and mental clarity. Welcome to the show, Cherish. Thank you, Scott. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So um, we were introduced through Bella. Um, so I'd love to hear you know, h- how you met her and um, just tell us your story. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so I met Bella by joining her 30-day all-in carnivore challenge. I uh, previously was doing keto and having a lot of success with that but had a strong addiction to nut butters and was having some real bad gut issues from all the sweetener things and all the keto treats and fat bombs that you do when you're on keto trying to get more fat in your diet. And I, uh, you know, watched, I believe it was a, a Kelly Hogan YouTube and saw Bella and watched a couple of her YouTubes and saw that she was having this 30-day challenge outside of Facebook. And I decided to join. And at the time, I was studying to become a health coach. And I thought, well, if you're going to be a good coach, you got to know how to be coached. So I joined the group and I decided this is the way for me. And I haven't, I've been there ever since. And it's almost been a year. That's incredible. And um, how did you, what uh, brought you to this point? Like what got you to carnivore and keto? And um, tell us a little bit more about how you got sick in the first place. So actually the journey really started um, for my husband's benefit. I was watching a lot of documentaries. I love documentaries. I happened to upon uh, Vinnie Tortorich's fat documentary and he was talking about the ketogenic diet and how anti-inflammatory it is and how it can do wonders for people uh, with diabetes and things. And my husband's diabetic. And so I was just spouting off this wonderful plan. And he said, well, if I do it, will you do it with me? 
And I, sure, I'll do it with you. Um, I didn't think I had really any issues, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm 50, so, you know, I'm in my 40s and I knew I didn't feel well, but I thought that was normal. I thought, you know, it was part of getting old, right? So as you get older, you have more aches, more pains. As a woman, you have issues with, you know, bathroom and all kinds of things. And I thought this was just the, the process that your body goes through. And as we're going along this journey, um, you know, I'm doing things for him and making sure that he's good. Well, you know, lo and behold, I had all this amazing weight loss, even though I had a broken ankle and was laid up and not doing anything and um, still wound up losing a bunch of weight, even though I didn't think I had any weight to lose. But I did. And it was great. And I was super stoked. And my husband's blood sugars were going great. And it was just a wonderful thing, right? Low carbs, the best. And, but then my gut started acting up because of all the, the sweeteners and the erythritol and the xylitol and all the things I was making with all these sweeteners were really irritating me. And I realized that I was very much addicted to nut butter. <laughs> so I joined the challenge to try and kick that habit, um, which did help me to do so. And then I just started, you know, becoming carnivore more and more and more and eventually got rid of sweeteners. Um, I just recently quit coffee, you know, so, and just realized that the more, the more a hundred percent carnivore you can be, the more healing you get. And I got so many non-scale victories from going carnivore. It, it's just amazing. That's incredible. And, um, I wanted to ask you about like your journey kind of mirrors my own with regards to taking these gradual steps, um, mm -hmm. from your old diet to keto to carnivore. Um, and I guess, do you think that was necessary? Do you think that was the right way to do it? Or do you think it's okay for someone to go straight from like a standard American diet to carnivore or do they need to like build up to that? I think it depends on the person for sure. I know for me, I, I don't know how I would have done. I mean, I went straight, straight from a sad diet to keto and did have an adaptation that was pretty rough, you know, and so did my husband. So had we had known what we know now, <laughs> right? In hindsight, if we had known some of the tricks to kind of ease that adaptation and take mm. baby steps, we probably would have gone that route. Um, so when I did, when I did go into carnivore, uh, I was pretty much there anyway, cause we weren't eating a lot of fruits or vegetables or anything like that. Those were pretty easy to give up. It was, uh, the sweetener was the hardest thing. And I did have to baby step that through the journey. It took me a couple months to finally, you know, find at the time drinking coffee, find, you know, drinking tea doing without that sweetener in those hot, bitter liquids and how to do that um, was a challenge. And it took me a couple of months to do it. So for me, yeah, uh, kind of a nice, easy, natural progression over time worked really well for me. Some folks I in, you know, that we coach in the group and that I coach, sometimes they have to be all in or it just doesn't work. So I think it's very individual. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're speaking like a true coach <laughs> saying that it depends <laughs> on the individual. Um, and I love that. Can you talk about for, for yourself, like a lot of people have that one last thing that's really tricky for them. You know, for a lot mm-hmm. of people, it's cheese or coffee or sweetener, like you said, can you talk about like how important and the benefit of having that kind of group accountability and support was um, for you to finally kick that last habit? Yeah, I, it's really, you know, something when you put it out there in the world and you say, even if it's to a small world, like a group, like a little community, um, you know, like the steak and butter gang, when you declare it, you own it. And then you have people that will actually support and try and do it with you. You know, um, I never go into anything like if I'm if I'm afraid to do it, I'm not going to do it. Right. Because then I'm probably not my mindset's not there. But if I'm like, okay, I I think I can do this. I'm ready to do this. And, um, you know, just even declaring right at the end of May that I'm I'm going to be off coffee. Now, see, I'm putting it out there in the world now for your audience. Say I quit coffee. (laughs) And that's just doing that with a community to help you, support you, find ways to navigate if it becomes a problem or if you have, uh, you know, a moment of weakness uh, or a craving, you know, to kind of help you, talk you through those moments, you know, just putting it out there a lot of times is that gives you the motivation and the strength, at least for me, to stay true to what you said. I, I'm, I'm kind of true to my word type of person. So if I say, I quit this. I quit it and try my damnedest never to go back. Thanks to Buy Optimizers for sponsoring the show. And I'm really excited to tell you guys about an excellent deal they're offering this November. This is the biggest blowout deal they will be offering all year. So if there's a time to stock up, it is now. What they're offering is over $200 worth of free gifts and a huge discount all month long on their Magnesium Breakthrough product. Their Magnesium Breakthrough is a full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress relief, better sleep, and mental health all in one bottle. They're offering all sorts of awesome free gifts and products worth over $200 with select purchases. All month long, they're offering 10% off using my unique code. And you can only get this exclusive deal through my link, special for you listeners. You won't find it on Amazon or even the BioOptimizer's website. Go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash carnivore and use code carnivore to get your discount and free gifts today. Thanks so much and have a great day. Yeah, public accountability can be really powerful. That's that's a big part of what's kept me consistent with the podcast is, mm-hmm. you know, saying I will have an episode out every week <laughs> um, and putting that out there and having people who listen to it has made me um, really accountable to continuing to do it, even when I, sometimes I don't feel like it, sometimes I don't feel like doing all the administrative stuff behind the podcast. Um, but cool. So how did you go about becoming a coach? How do you enjoy coaching? Um, and tell us about the steak and butter gang. So I was studying to become a keto coach, actually, when I joined the Steak and Butter Gang. And I didn't realize that I was going to get all the healing that I got from carnivore and that I came to like a crossroads as I was getting my certification. 
you know, you kind of have to make a decision. How, how do you want to teach people? You know, you have to pick, you have to pick your niche, right? So when you're doing that exercise, um, you know, I just realized that I don't, I don't really want to teach people to mess around with macro counting and, you know, playing games with, you know, net carbs versus total carbs. I, I just didn't want to go there because it's, that to me seems like additional stress for me. I know that that tracking and those, that counting is huge stressor. And I didn't want to teach that way. And I like the way that Bella and Raymond and Coach Steven, who were the, the three primary coaches at the time, really taught how to be, you know, how to try to be as carnivore as you can be in all situations and try to navigate that in a real life way um, and not be dogmatic about it. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and I was helping out in the group as a moderator while studying to be a coach. And once I got my certification, you know, Bella was like, you can coach with us. So that's how that happened. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, what does coaching mean to you? Like what, um, what do you get out of it and how have you enjoyed it? Um, coaching is actually my passion. I do have a full-time day job. Um, and I would, in a minute, in a hot minute, would give it all up if I had a completely booked calendar, you know, with coaching clients. It is what I like to call my sunset career. I could do that for the rest of my life. Just the fact that I could possibly help somebody else to feel as good as I feel, to feel as good as my husband feels. Um, my mother-in-law had a, a huge, huge healing uh, by, by being ketovore, you know, just to be able to see somebody get those, even the little milestones, the little healings, just is such a joy to be able to help somebody through their journey. Um, it's definitely my passion and it's, it's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's great to hear you speak with that passion and I'm confident, Cherish, that you will get to that point where you can do it full time. That's awesome. I hope so. <laughs> um, and can you talk a little bit about um, carnivore, um, different types of carnivore dieting, different versions of carnivore? I know Bella at times has, and Raymond have talked about um I guess a good word for it is a mono diet of having only one food versus having like carnivore with a little bit more variety. Where do you think that's appropriate? Would you do that for yourself or like, how do you think about the trade-offs between those two? Yeah. So I think it, it ties in with kind of, if you're new to carnivore, kind of baby stepping your way in and not, you know, thinking that you have to go completely beef only right away. We've had, you know, members that and I've coached people that think that they have to do that. You don't have to. If you want to, great, we'll help you. But you don't have to be so you know strict with yourself. You you can have and encourage to have as many carnivore foods at first as you want, as many as you want, as much as you like, um, because 
you're going to be, you know, your body is going to go into a little, especially coming from a sad diet, your body is going to go into a little bit of like, whoa, wait a minute, what are you doing here? Why are you doing this to me? Right. And so there might be some adaptations to it. So um, variety at first is a great way to step in. If you um, are able to do so, highly recommended. Uh, I've done I'm currently doing variety right now, but I have done beef only. And, um, you know, I find that uh, throughout my journey, the, the, the mm, craving, not cravings, the tastes kind of evolve. Like one month I'll be craving, you know, a lot of beef or the next month it might be seafood. And I know that there are folks that, you know, play with the mono diets to see how it would impact their body composition and things of that nature. And that's great too. You know, as long as it's sustainable for that person, it's wonderful, but it doesn't have to be, you know, there's no, I don't think there's got, tell me if you agree with this. There's no one right way to do carnivore. It has to be your way. Yeah, only my way is the right way to do carnivore. No, I'm just exactly. kidding. <laughs> no, and, and, anyway, Mine too. <laughs> and, anyway, no, anyway, um, I think I, I've harped on this a bit. I think carnivore is not black or white as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there are many people who, if their version of carnivore means they have to have some avocado occasionally or some dark chocolate, like that's okay. They're not kicked out of the carnivore club. Um, you don't don't lose your carnivore card because you know you decided to have a treat with your family on a special occasion yes yes absolutely um and can you talk about uh so you have a history of yo-yo dieting um can you talk about like getting over the mindset of like restriction tracking um and uh being addicted to to food and tracking um, that's something I've struggled with myself in the past. How do you think about that? Yeah. So it's interesting that we're going to talk about this today because I just got done listening to your interview with Dr. Bill Schneider, I believe, and him talking about how yep. he was so like, I, he's, he's my age, right? So I know that when he started saying that he was reading muscle and fitness and he was, you know, very stern about like tracking everything that he ate Mm. and what he did. That's, I have that history. Okay. So I, I, you know, a lot of people like to say, well, I've done it all. Well, I've done most of it. Okay. But I, exactly what he said. I mean, it was like, we're the same person. (laughs) Cause that was at a time where I was chronically over exercising, chronically under eating eating high protein, low fat, working out two and a half hours per day at the gym. Wow. And I was killing myself, you know, and I didn't know it until the universe let me know it. And I was rollerblading and I fell down. Um, And I, at the age of 27, wound up with compression fracture in my back because my bone density was completely trashed from restricting my diet. You know, so, you know, the, the things that he was saying with just, just being obsessive with tracking. And even when I went into keto, I kind of noticed like one of the things that I learned with carnivore was, first of all, you can track if you want to, nobody's gonna, you know, shame you if you do, 
However, I find for me that tracking actually was kind of an addiction in and of itself. It was taking up a lot of my time. I was spending a lot of time on my app, you know, plugging in everything, even when I was keto, plugging in all this food, trying to figure out how many total carbs I've had for the day. Carver, you don't have to do that because you're not eating carbs. So you don't have to worry about it. You just eat. <laughs> you know, there's such a freedom from, from the, the obsession over how many carbs did I eat today? You know, you just eat. And you just live. And that's what food's for, to live. Yeah. Um, couldn't agree more. And I think that's a really hard mindset for a lot of people to break. Mm-hmm. How about um, you, you, you have a uh, mom in your tag. <laughs> you are a mother. Mm-hmm. How yes, do you, how should people, how do you think about, um, you know, how we should feed our kids and how people can help improve the quality of their kids um, food and fight against uh, things like school lunches and things like that. Okay. That, and, and it's tough because my kids both go to public school. It's a lot easier, you know, um, if you have more control over your children's diet um, and what they do and activities and things of that nature. Um, but when they go to public school, there's always going to be an event. There's always going to be something. And if you can get your kids on board and, and train them to avoid some of the things that other kids will eat, great. Godspeed. My kids were too old by the time I, my husband and I found this, this lifestyle. Um, so we prioritize protein first with them. And I call them mama ninja moves. I... <laughs> I don't tell them what I'm doing. I just do it and hope that it catches on. So like, for example, you know, um, my daughter used to eat an egg and bagel every day. And I always offered her something else first. Like I would offer her, you know, ground beef or meat bars or egg. And then if she chose to have a bagel with her egg, I didn't make a big deal about it. I would make side comments every now and again. I am that mom. I will, you know, like, if you want to, you know, get rid of that acne or whatever, you might want to get rid of the bread, you know. Um, eventually, over time, we I don't think this kid's eaten a bagel in months, you know. So eventually, over time, I think that if you just continue to prioritize protein and make that the first offering, protein and animal fat, then eventually the kids' bodies will start to crave it and hopefully the garbage will go bye-bye, you know? But you can't control everything, right? You know, she works, she's got a job, she works at a fast food restaurant. If, if she decides to, you know, have something outside of what I would serve, I can't control that. But what I can control is what I offer in, in my house. And we really try not to keep that garbage in my house. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic approach and one I'll surely mirror with my own child someday. I, I think it's <clears throat> if you try to control them out outside of the home, <laughs> in my experience, and, and I'm not a parent, <laughs> so just from what I can see, it seems like that almost always backfires because then they always want to do exactly what you're telling them not to. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
exactly the opposite. But if you allow them to make, you know, decent choices and just continue to very subtly, might be passive aggressive, but just offer them the protein and the fat first, first, foremost, and always. And I do that every single day. And even if my daughter or my son say, you know, no, I want to, I want this, or if they make themselves something that I would not normally make for them because they're old enough to make their own food. Um, you know, I, I try to not make comments anymore. You know, I just kind of like, why don't you eat a steak? <laughs> you know, mom made all these <laughs> ribeyes. Why don't you eat that? You know? <laughs> Well, you're doing your best and I'm sure they're both very lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Well, this has been fantastic, Cherish. It's great to hear your story, get to know you a bit better. um, And great that we connect on so many, so many things we talked about today. Where can people find more about you and connect with you if they'd like to? Oh, thank you. Um, So I do have an Instagram, keto to the number two uh, carnivore dot mama m m o m m a mama uh, i also have a website cherishingyourhealth.com i also have a youtube channel with the same name and of course you can find me as a group coach in the steak and butter gang with bella coach raymond coach steven coach emily and coach deck Awesome. I'll have links to all of that in the show notes. And thank you so much again for your time, Cherish. Thank you. It was great talking with you. You too. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the Carnivore Cast on Patreon. By becoming a patron, you'll help us reach more people and continue to create content on Carnivore. There are also exclusive perks available, such as private Q&As, consultations with me, and more. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash carnivorecast. Check the episode description for the link. Thank you, and I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carnivore Cast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And share it with a friend. What questions would you like answered, or who would you like to hear from in the carnivore research community? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CarnivoreCast, or go to CarnivoreCast.com. You can also email me at info at I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep it carnivore.